Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The Year Is with Red and Bobby. Welcome to The Year Is, the podcast where every episode me, Bobby Mayer, and my co-host, the sweatiest man in the world, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Why are you so sweaty? I had to run up the hill to your house because you text me going, today, can you try and be on time? Even though I've not been on time once and Wait, usually it takes an hour. You just said. It takes an hour for Jody's setup. You just said. Uh, you texted me saying, can you be on time, even though I've not been on time once. Okay, what I meant to say is I've never not been on time. A and double negative. Usually, I have to sit here what a command while Jody faffs around for fifty minutes, and I go, "I could have just turned up at 12. Uh, but this morning, I got a very uh, bitchy text from Bobby. What was <laughs> I, I just said, "Red, can you be here on time? Because we have to be done by a certain I, time." I flicked through many emojis, none of them nice. Thinking about a response, I didn't send. Um, the middle finger was considered. Yesterday, you were quite late. I was ten minutes late, and then when I got here, we then waited half an hour. While Jody fiddled around in here doing God knows what he does every week. Again, we will do an episode soon where you have to do the setup. And let's <laughs> well, see how long it my, takes. That's not my thing. Um, <laughs> I uh, so then I got the message and then I was on the bus. Took a while and then I had to sprint up your hill. Yeah, I and got... now it's boiling and I'm sweating. So you've ran from the bus stop to my house. Yeah, that's quite. Yeah, that is quite a way. Well, it's half. It's up a hill. It's it, enough did to you sweat. did you shower this morning? Yeah, of course I did. But I your did. hair looks, is that sweat? Are you, is your hair wet with sweat? No, well, I, I did shower like right before I got on the bus. Okay. So, yeah, that's the story behind that. I just imagined you in a bus stop being showered. No, no, I. I That'd be cool if a bus stop had like, just like that option, you know, and everyone's waiting at the bus stop and someone's like, okay, three minutes, I think I have time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just... It's always weird when you see like a shower in a service section, you're like, God, that's really bad if you. I was there. I was out one the other day, and some guy came into W. H. Smith and said, "Yeah, I want to use the shower." And then he has to give he has to give ID, is so what? that I, in case he like I don't know, uh, <laughs> destroys the shower. Yeah. I don't know how you could. And then they give him like the key to the it's shower, mental. and then he goes in and uh, I guess showers there. And it is very there's a a bleakness to showering in a service station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of you know. Just... I think I'd rather just give myself a gentleman's wash in a truck. Yeah. What's a gentleman's wash? Just a little bucket. It's where you wash your balls and armpits mm. in a bucket. Okay, nice, nice. <laughs> with a with a sponge or a cloth. You'd keep the same water though, probably for months. Uh, no. <laughs> After I wash my balls and asshole, I'd throw the water away. Okay, that's sensible. There's always sometimes at gigs there's a shower in the in the green room. And I've, going, I've always wanted to use me it. Me and Jamali well. were talking about it, like who uses that, and then he told me with with someone who did. <laughs> I would love to. I would love just casual small talk. We're talking, and I just take a shower, and we keep talking. <laughs> Although then you feel we'll like Harvey Weinstein. It's hard, up. it's hard to not be Harvey Weinstein in that. Yeah, situation. yeah. It doesn't. Yeah, it's a weird. Like um, the Banana Cabaret has a shower, which is a fifteen-minute from my house. Yeah. Which would be weird if I just turned <laughs> up and showered. Guys, guys I, hey, Red, where do you live? Oh, Camberwell, just up the road. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm not good with time management. Yeah, yeah, if I don't yeah. do this now, I won't do it for weeks. Also, doing a gig is like you're very far away from people. You're not, it's not like you're doing a kissing scene. Yeah, I never think if, sometimes if I like forget to watch, I'm like, well, what's, who cares? Well, I think I stink, do, but, yeah. but like, mm. this is a solo job. You'd have to stink quite a bit for the audience to notice. Mm -hmm. I'm actually, I'm looking forward to winter in a way because just the, the heat. 
It's been uh, it's been very sweaty. You had yeah. any sweats, Jody? Yeah, I get a lot of sweat too, particularly as my skin's so dry. I have to put a lot of moisturizer on, so then I'm then sweaty and just wet. I have moisture. that. I put yeah. some tea tree oil moisturizer on the other day, and then I walked to meet you, and it was like 30 degrees, and I had a little jog, and then my the things started running, and my eyes were burning with tea tree oil. We went to Pizza Express. Yeah. I, I, I like the waitress trying to figure out whose child Mabel was. Because mm-hmm. at first you were holding Mabel, so she thought, oh, this no, is the couple. to Harriet was the surrogate. Yeah. And we're just. I think that's the vibe given cool off. Guys yeah, 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 yeah. Just raising. We're not this even baby. together. We just wanted a baby for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we're not gay. We just decided we, we were very good friends and we wanted to have a kid. How often? <laughs> Do you think that's happened? I'm just thinking, how often is a man on his own, a single man? adopt a child that is must be so rare yeah yeah i'm I'm sure it's happened yeah i'm just saying it must with surrogates it must sometimes go wrong like you mean where they birth they actually birth the child yeah and then they must go actually i'd like to have this fuck off yeah yeah you know that must happen all the time cristiano ronaldo like no one even knows he like paid a woman to like have the kid but then never be known to anyone and not even the kid and so you know I, that's going to be a weird conversation one day yeah but well the thing when you're at that when you're that rich a surrogate actually it'll be his sperm and her egg yeah 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 so i mean the surrogate it doesn't have any buy a lot it is literally just a house for the baby to mm. grow in it's not there's none of the surrogate's biological uh like DNA in the baby. Really? I said that really calmly. Yeah. But that I don't just know sounds like true. normal pregnancy. But you can insert an egg into somebody. Okay, but whose egg is it? Then you can use you could use the mother's egg technically. We've had some dumb moments on this. This is probably the stupidest. Mm. I count myself. I don't know that. if that's possible. Someone's probably listening. Jody, going, <laughs> Jody, can you Google it? Can yeah. you can a surrogate have a baby without their DNA being in the baby? <laughs> is that possible? If this is someone's first step, they're switching off now. This no, but no, disgusting. no. I think it's Google. Yeah, Google. The one day I didn't bring my computer. Mm. Have I, you noticed Wikipedia, they always ask you to donate money. I never do, even though it's such an important lifeline for us. I mean, I feel like our Patreon should all go to Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But how does how do they survive? Because there's no adverts on it. Um, donations. They can't. Whoever, who donates? I'm sorry. It's such a useful source, but I never donate to it. I feel like the people who donate to Wikipedia are the same kind of people. Who is? I don't know. It's just. I don't know who donates to Wikipedia. No. No, it's strange. Joe, do you got any facts for us? Yeah, so the answer is no. A resounding no. Yeah. <laughs> what? No DNA from the surrogate mother okay. to the baby. So that's true. What you said, I believe, is Oh, yeah. good work, Bobby. Oh, well. Yeah. It looks like I'm a fucking genius. Yep, well done. I, I don't know. You just questioned me. I would you... never refer to a woman's body as a house for a baby. Well, in, uh, I may uh, not be bright, but I am a feminist. Well, <laughs> you're, you're very. Intelligent I would say misogynist. you're a smart misogynist <laughs> by you calling me one. Yeah. Um. Ah, oh, it feels good to be right. Yeah, no good. I could bask in this feeling for the next. Well, you've hour. had a kid. You know, you know more of the facts. I don't know that much about sir. So we didn't look at a sir. Did you do like courses before you had the kid, like how to hold its head and stuff? Yeah, yeah. You take a course. Was it boring? It was useful often. I wouldn't um, do that because it's like there's a lot of pressure to befriend the other people because they're also having a baby, so don't. you have a local support system. You don't want any friends. In and that game. Uh, Harriet really wanted me to fr- befriend these men, and it didn't happen. Well, that's the thing. As, as nothing Mabel... against the men, it's just like being on a blind date. So you're like, "How are you? Yeah. Like, how are you?" And it's like, "Well, I don't know how to. I don't know how to spark this friendship." Exactly. Yeah. They'll go, "What do you do?" And you go, "Comedy." And you go, "Oh, I love uh, who's that guy from Liverpool, Kevin Bishop." Oh, uh, then I have to just have to hear about this. No, Kevin Bishop, John Bishop. <laughs> yeah, hours, yeah. hours of that. Yeah, and you go, "Oh, cool." Yeah, I'm completely different to him. You'd hate my stuff. <laughs> I never. I've also, I never told them. No, maybe they knew. I don't know, but but as Mabel gets older, you're going to have pressure because the beauty of being a stand-up is you don't have to hang out with people a lot. You know, you see people at gigs, but you'd just leave. Yeah. And then you don't ever have, there's no work drinks or, you know what I mean? And then now you've got a kid, you're going to have to, Harriet will be like, yeah, Mabel's a really good friend, so you've got to meet the dad. And the dad will be an absolute dweeb. 
And he'd be like, oh, so good to be out here away from the women for a bit, Bobby. You know what I mean? <laughs> Try and crack yeah. some jokes with you. <laughs> They're never like that, though. They're always just like in this in the group. They just talk about like how much their kids sleeping through the night. It'd be all like no oh, god parenting chat, and it's like guys, yeah, it's very sweet, but it's also like I don't need to like brainstorm how no. to get my kid to sleep with you. I'll and just they'll be Google like, it. Sometimes I don't know who's in charge. You know, that's jokes like that. You yeah, know. yeah. Can you shoot me? Do you, do you have a gun in your house? <laughs> yeah, something. There's there is something about jokes when you're a comic. Jokes that are like kind of just like been out there for a long time yeah. like hacky jokes being said back to you is one of the most painful like it's a it's it's physically painful yeah your hear. toes curl into your shoes yeah and it's you horrible go, yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's a tough one um and you can't even drink your way through it no <laughs> no i mean i could but yeah, we don't know where yeah, we'd we end, end up let's party guys <laughs> yeah i woke up in a ditch last night harriet thanks for making me hang out with those guys <laughs> <laughs> I have a vague memory of a short-haired man blowing me. <laughs> he said something about his wife hasn't touched him in a year, and he just needs to feel something. Really made an impression. Yeah, yeah. The primary school parents evening. <laughs> I was reading this article. This lady at a school in London. Uh, she was like, near, just waiting for a kid to get in the car, right? And she went to hit the brake. And her story is, she just accidentally hit the gas. And then plowed into a bunch of kids and parents. Fuck. Didn't somehow didn't kill anybody. And by all accounts, a very nice woman. But like, that's gotta be hard to come back from. Oh yeah, that's that's a tricky one. But like really really smoked some kids with this car. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Fucked up. And it's like, what? Like, she wasn't drunk, she wasn't high. Mm-hmm. She's just a bad driver. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's worse. Yeah. That's if they should have breathalyzed her and if she wasn't drunk, like taken her license away. Yeah. Cuz if she can't be trusted sober. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Shouldn't be on the road. <laughs> it is. Yeah, if somebody's if someone's drunk driving and they make a mistake, you're like, "You might be a good driver, but you're psychologically like you have issues." Mm -hmm. Whereas somebody drives sober and is just a terrible driver, there's no fixing that. No, not at all. Not at all. Well, today's episode, Bobby, we are going back to 2009. Okay. Big year. I uh, started my history degree that year. Wow. This is so, just so that, because every time up until now, whenever you've done all the research mm -hmm. for an episode. Yeah. It often. What, so, is, so 30 out of the 33 episodes no, we've done where I do no, pretty no, much no, all no, of it. No, 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 It's often under-researched. I would say, and you come bullshit. in with such confidence. You it's, come in with such confidence, and then you say your fact, and I, and then you go, what do you think of that? And then it, it's just dead air. So, so. This is such a lie. I swear I've done pretty much every episode I, bar last that week. That is the story you're telling yourself. So. Mm -hmm. This is your chance. This episode <laughs> is up. your opportunity to, to prove I can do the research without anybody looking over my shoulder. Mate, I am the I'm the engine, the steering wheel, the handbrake, and the accelerator. Yeah, but I'm podcast. I'm the driver, no, and without no, me, you're, you're just you're a the furry, fucking rust bucket. You're the furry dice on the wing mirror on the on the rearview mirror. Nobody you, has those anymore. Well, when they did, he, 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 the first thing that could go from a car, it's you. <laughs> I think that's the seatbelt. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So I was so at, I was at Kingston chance. University. This is your chance. Okay. I was at Kingston University. I uh, started it, my history. What degree. was the year again? Two thousand nine. Okay. Mm hmm. Um. Yeah, and what were you doing in 2009? Don't remember. Why not? I'm not going to help you on this one. This is your app. Okay. <laughs> See, that's, I think that's why we have a problem. <clears throat> I think it gets no, no. weird when it's my research. 2009, mm. I was just doing comedy. I would have been four years into comedy. Mm -hmm. um, in, the, in Canada. In Canada, having a good time. Yeah. How good were you by this point? At comedy? Yeah. Very hard to know. In my mind, I was a great comedian. Yeah, yeah, In reality, yeah. I was finding it difficult for anyone to pay me to be a comedian. Yeah, so, okay. um, I remember after my first gig, I was like, I'm fucking good at this. And then you, I found a video of like my second gig, ages ago. I need to find it again. 
And what I thought was doing well isn't. It's like three laughs, you know? Yeah. And you realize, oh, I was shit. Um, yeah, I just started Kingston University, uh, which led me on the long, windy road to being on this podcast and being an authority on history in the uh, academic world. Okay. Yeah, and uh, internationally as well, because we do have some listeners abroad. How old were you in 2009? Ooh, um, 1989, 11. <laughs> <laughs> I was 20. Okay. Yeah. You couldn't. That was a long answer <laughs> to take 1989 and add 20. Well, I haven't got much research, so I'm stringing it out. <laughs> oh, I see, I see. No, no, you said so you've I, got if lots. I take If I take ages. But it was a, it was a big year. Um First thing of the year, Michael Jackson died, 25th of June. Unfortunately, do you remember Farrah Fawcett? Also died. She died on the same day as Michael Jackson. That is bad, isn't it? Like You've done a lot with your life. You're like, I'm going to be remembered. And then you, and then you die on the same day. As One Michael of them Jackson. was the inspiration to tons of young teenage boys masturbating. Mm-hmm. And the other one jerked off a lot of teenage boys. <laughs> I wanted to get through this podcast without mentioning Michael Nonsense once. No, can we just focus on his work for one second? That's for a bit God's boring. Sake. It's hard to focus on someone's work. No, I, I just thought maybe we could have a mature conversation about his singing career and not bring up any of that stuff. It's really like, hard. Seconds in. You've ruined it all. Look at the guy. He was a ghoul. He looked so weird. <laughs> he was weird. a brilliant entertainer. He was misunderstood, and he didn't have a childhood I think he was, understood. <laughs> he was understood. He was understood. Yeah, he's understood, but we really turned a blind eye because he could fucking sing. I don't think we turned a blind eye. He was on trial quite a few times. <laughs> yeah, he paid them off. Listen, that not, does that not give him any leeway? He didn't pay them off. He just paid them because he was innocent and couldn't be bothered to tell everyone constantly. <laughs> but he died. Unfortunately for Farron Fawcett, she died on the same day. Do you remember where you were when Michael Jackson died? Um, no. I do. I was in a campsite in France. Where were you, Jody? Uh, I was at Glastonbury Festival. Oh, I bet it's big there. Yeah, yeah. So the news just started going around, going around. Then obviously for the rest of the weekend, there was just Michael Jackson covers everywhere, people playing Michael Jackson, people making T-shirts at the Glastonbury Festival. I was at Glastonbury when Michael Jackson Fuck. died. Just, yeah. Were they selling them? Yeah, that's Mate, how like did that someone hustle. get that to print? That that's, is amazing. That's, Whoever did that—that's that is... great hustle. It's amazing hustle to just be like, okay, Michael Jackson is dead. How can I profit on, off of this in the next twenty-four hours? Yes, yeah, let's get to print. But he would have gone from the minute he found out. Yeah, I need these t-shirts now. Yeah, and then just start I need four thousand of them. Boom, 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 boom. That is that guy. Is, I would love he's to pro- know what that guy's done since. I bet he's there at every. Do you remember disaster. how much he sold them for? I, I assume it's a man. He, she. <laughs> Uh, well, I guess they'd go for what twenty, twenty five quid? quid, something uh, like that. You're yeah. making them for five. Yeah, yeah. The quality is probably it's probably not. He would top. have been on the phone like, no, no, no. It's going to to the print company right now. I I don't have thirty six hours. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, I'll come and fucking print them myself. No, he's probably ironing them at his <laughs> yeah, campsite, like yeah. just like fucking every one of these is twenty bucks. Yeah, I'm God. making a thousand. <clears throat> yeah, I think he would have had his own print. Yeah, at the at yeah. the festival. That is, itself, yeah. it's so impressive. Get on it. Because what would the t-shirt say before? And he's like, no, 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 fuck that. I feel like I've never mm. capitalized from a catastrophe. No, I haven't so either. I was really annoyed at the beginning of COVID. I was like, oh, this is my time economically to, I could really make some money because I knew the stock market was going to tank and I'd never bought in. And I had a bit of cash mm-hmm. and I was just <clears> too afraid. Yeah. But if I would have done it, I could have been rich and I just have to live with knowing my fear mm-hmm. prevented me from extreme wealth. Mm-hmm. That's why um, we will remain not wealthy because of the extreme fear. Whereas the true killers just go in. I know. They have no fear. I know. A bit, maybe a bit. Mm. But yeah, also that year, um, David Carradine died, star of Kill Bill. Died in mysterious circumstances. Do you know about this? Ninjas. Yeah, well, that's what his wife said. So he he um, was caught hanging and wanking. He was doing the asphyxiation wanking thing in a hotel room. I think usually with that, you need a buddy system because uh, it can go wrong, and it did, and he died, unfortunately. 
Um, but yeah, as you said, his wife said he he didn't die like that. He was he was killed by ninjas. <laughs> Which I think that's a good wife. <laughs> he got too good at kung fu. It was actually his ex wife. So why did you ever leave this woman? Yeah, yeah. He got too a, good at kung that, fu. That's a lo- that's a loyal lady. Yeah, brilliant woman. Uh, what an amazing Rosie and Harriet would never come to order. They'd be like, no, he's wanking the little creep. <laughs> but she said no. He was just so good at kung fu. The triads had to kill him and make it look like a. You know, what, they go and kill him, hang him, and then one of them grabs his hand and... Walter clearly wasn't that good at kung fu. No. He was overtaken and Yeah, forced, he, he and, was. And, really... and also he was forced to masturbate <laughs> yeah. before they hung him. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like he's not good at all. He just did a group of gangsters. Okay, we gotta kill Carradine. Really? Yeah, he's too good at kung fu. <laughs> Fuck, okay, I didn't know he was that good at kung fu. Yeah, we gotta kill him. Okay. No guns. <laughs> no guns. What? We got yeah, hand to hand. It's gotta be hand to hand. There's gotta be a, a, we can only get three of us in there, or else the the cameras in the building will arouse suspicion. <laughs> Interesting you use the word arouse actually, because before you kill him you need to subdue him uh, and then force him to masturbate before you hang him. <laughs> What? Yeah, yeah, you got a three of you in hand to hand combat. Way. Have to subdue him. Not bruise his body <laughs> in any way, but beat best him yeah. so that he realizes the only way out of this is for him to masturbate and hang himself. Yeah, and so the only person who knows the truth is his wife, his ex wife. Yeah. But yeah, he had quite the career. He was one of those 70s stars, you know, that sort of a bygone era, you know, when you'd be on TV for like 10 years. I loved him a... in Kill Bill. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed him being Bill. He was Karate a good Bill. Cop. I think he was like Tarantino's like childhood hero, you know? Mm-hmm. He does that with quite a lot of people. Like, he did it with... Uh, who's the guy Miami Vice? Dom Johnson, is it? Yeah, he brought him back for like... Um, what was it? Uh, Jamie Foxx film. Django Unchained. Django. Yeah, so he likes bringing back these like 70s stars. Which is nice of him. 2009, News of the World reports that Prince Harry was filmed using racist language towards a Pakistani member of his army platoon. Harry swiftly apologised amid widespread condemnation. So this is Prince Harry, who's now in California raising uh, rescue chickens and uh, doing podcasts. Actually, the only royal in recent times caught on tape being racist. I would imagine that's less of the only royal being racist. Court, no, court. Yes. Court. The only royal, the only <laughs> royal dumb enough to do it on tape. Yeah. Yeah. But I just, it's just quite funny that he's now like, <clears throat> well, the royal people, family is racist. People can evolve. They can. If, I, I mean, I actually have, if someone grows up at a racist institution, mm-hmm. um, then I would say if, if, when they're like a kid, I kind of give them a pass up until a certain point. And then if they're like that when they're 40, you're like, okay, yeah, that's, no, that's who true. you are. And how, how old was he at this time then? I don't know. What, what's, how old is Harry now? I keep asking how old people are. Can you right? do a quick goo? Blows your mind. Um, he's two years younger than me, so that would be 38. Okay, so back then he was <laughs> 25. <laughs> that is a bit old then. Mm. Yeah. That I, I, I thought like 17. And but the other thing, what's bad like about it is that he... Um, we know what's bad about saying racial slurs. No, but what's even worse about it? <laughs> Wait, Red, what's wrong with saying racial slurs? Well, Can you break it down for our audience? They might not know. No. Our audience might be sitting there thinking, what's the problem exactly? They, they, um, when done ironic, no, I'm joking. He, um, the problem, the main, the, what, what makes it worse is that he's not even in the army. Everyone who's around him suddenly becomes 10 times the target they were before. He's literally dicking around, cosplaying. We've said this before. He's in uniform, he's got a weapon, probably. It's probably not loaded, you know? And so this poor person has to stand around him being called what I can only assume was the P-word um, by, um, by, by Harry, who's this little jerk prince I that knew he's a, got to fucking look after. I knew a guy who did comedy for a mm. while. He was, in, he was in his regiment. Mm. Well, in Harry's regiment. Mm. He's a nice guy. Everyone liked mm. got along with him. Unless you were from Pakistan. Well, I don't. I, listen, I didn't get into the specifics. Was, was your friend white? What do you think? <laughs> so, I, when I was doing a gig with him, he mm. does this joke about Diana. Mm. And it, I don't remember the joke, but it was like a brutal joke mm-hmm. about the car accident. And then he gets off stage and I was like, wait, aren't, weren't you in Prince Harry's regiment? He was like, yeah. I was like, don't you think it's kind of mean mm-hmm. to do a joke about 
your friend's mom horribly dying in a car accident. He was like, do you think he'd be mad if he saw it? I was like, yeah, I think yeah, he'd be pretty mad. Definitely. I mean, if it was my mom and a friend of mine was mocking yeah. her horribly painful death <laughs> in a car, I'd probably be upset. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I thought you were going to say he ran it by Harry and Harry said it was okay. <laughs> oh, no. He said to me, should I run it by him? I was like, I think you no. should just not do it. I think someone's not going to be allowed at the palace anymore. I'm not trying to like censor comedians. I'm just saying like, don't mock your one of your friends' dead moms. <laughs> Seems mean. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember all this happening. Um, he was tw- he's 25. <laughs> to be so, honest, I, I think I'm not me- giving him a pass because he's 25. I was just curious more. Yeah, I I'm know. Just saying people he is can still grow. like people it- can grow. Like just because someone, uh... he probably wasn't the only person who did it. And he was egged. You know what I mean? Of course. Yeah. Like, I, I, army... I do. I do think that like it's okay if he was he made mistakes when he was younger, and now he's trying to be a force for good while yeah. getting millions of dollars to do it. Yeah, I think Going the, on the, the best mm-hmm. way to be charitable, mm-hmm. the most, inc- if we want to encourage people to be charitable, the best thing you could do is give them millions of dollars mm-hmm. to be charitable that's yeah. really helpful i think a lot of people just work in their day-to-day mm-hmm. lives then spend time with their families they probably really they don't necessarily have the time or the resources to help others yeah if we just gave them millions of dollars yeah then it, it's they maybe they'd get to be more compassionate yeah yeah, yeah. as a brand mm-hmm. that would be their brand yeah 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 no i agree it's what's interesting about this though is that this was the scandal but what they were doing is shooting people that he was in the army so they're shooting people from pakistan and afghanistan and stuff like that members of the taliban but the scandal was that he used a slur do you it, know what I mean? it's very funny I, <laughs> yeah it's, it's weird I, I don't know um i i'm a white man but i would much rather be called any word than be shot in, <laughs> in the, the face yeah, and bombed and have my have my family's wedding firebombed yeah. <laughs> by harry in a fucking <laughs> super jet listen we were firebombed today most of your family is dead but rest assured none of the people who did it were racist yeah <laughs> I shot a hundred people of color is is worse than calling. Whoa, whoa! <laughs> don't say people of color. But well, is that the no? I don't know if it is. Correct term it is. now, isn't it? No, I don't. It was it was a week ago. Um, by the time this comes out, it might not be. Uh, it is at the moment because okay. I see it on the internet. Okay, I saw it on Twitter. And <laughs> I don't think you should go to those sites anymore. Reddit. I'm not. I'm not going on Reddit. I think it's B A M E. I follow left wing Twitter, so that's the that is the term everyone uses. But the point I'm trying to say is that's not more acceptable than I shot no one, but here's a slur against this guy, you know? I don't know where I'm going with this. I think you made your point. I think I have as well. You made it very succinctly. Thank you very much. There was a great point. Did you think about that last night when you were in bed? No, not at all. I literally just came to me now. That's amazing. I'm very smart. That's why I do the podcast. That's why I've got a degree. That's why um, I was in top 20 jokes of the fringe. Before the fringe has started. Yeah. Do you know the top comment under my joke? What was that? This guy said, if this is the best they can do, count me out. I'm not coming. (laughs) (laughs) I love it when they just go, I need to be heard and I will be. (laughs) In the comment section of the Telegraph, this woman was like, thank God for you lot. I thought I'd lost my sense of humor for a minute. Then I saw the comments and now I feel like I haven't and the jokes are bad. And what joke was it that they wrote? It's just a shark attack joke I used to do. I don't even do it anymore. It's not even in this show, is it? It's not even in the show. What's the joke? I can't. Do it's the written jo- down. Right? I know, but I can't. Do- it's too. Just go on my Instagram at Reverend One. You can see all this cool it's stuff. It's written there. down. What's the joke? I said I watched. A, I was watching a shark documentary, and the guy said, "You know, sharks are more scared of us than we are of them." And then I go, "Really? I don't think sharks stay up all night watching documentaries about me." Used to do well. It's a fine joke. It doesn't need to be written down. It doesn't need to be in the paper. I think it's very good. No, thank you. Thank you very much. Hey, we have a new sponsor this week. It's uh, DBT UK. If you don't know what DBT is, it's a form of therapy that really helped my life. A few years ago, I had a complete mental breakdown. I was running around a fucking roundabout screaming. I was crying randomly. I was suicidal. I tried everything. And then I went and I did DBT, and it changed my fucking life. It was originally developed for people with borderline personality disorder, but they figured out that it works for lots of people, anyone really that is struggling with emotional dysregulation. If you can't control 
your emotions and or your behaviors, this can really work for you. So I would really 100% recommend it. Um, like if you want to just message me and ask if you're going through something, message me and I can tell you how it worked for me. Um, if you want to just email them, then uh, email info at dbt-uk.co.uk. And uh, if you mention the promo code year is, you will get half off on your initial assessment. It's a really worthwhile uh, form of therapy that I cannot recommend enough. On to the next thing. The MP's expenses scandal. Do you remember that, Jody? Yeah, I very much remember. Bobby would have been in Canada. So what happened is a whistleblower rang an former SAS officer major. John Wick was his name. No joke. Can I just say, Hmm? can we just rename these people? Whistleblower is so like. I like it, isn't it? Just blowing a whistle. Like, I quite. I like the. I know. I've never thought of it like that. But it's like quite that good. is when you go. I'm the whistleblower. Who the the original person? Yeah, but there's always such juicy stuff after it. Because someone blows a whistle and it stops a game. Is that the implication? No, they go look over there. You know, I think it's more like on the beach. Sharks whistleblow. Oh, I mm. see. Yeah, you think it's a sh- shark? I don't know, but the guy was called John Wick, which is interesting. SAS guy called John Wick. Anyway, he was the owner of a London-based risk management company, and he was the middleman for the unnamed, still to this day, unnamed whistleblower. It was me. The person on the end of the line told him he had a hard drive which contained details of every MP's expense claims over the past four years, every receipt, every claim, and every piece of correspondence. So basically, it turned out that loads of MPs in both Labour and Conservative were, like, claiming their gardener as expenses on the taxpayer's money like mortgaging their second home, saying it was their first home on the taxpayers' money. And this hard drive appeared and loads of people got in shit. Well, I know that because what I just said, mm. if you were listening, was... You were the whistleblower. I was the whistleblower. From Canada. Well, what a lot of people don't know is I say that I moved here in 2011. Mm-hmm. Unofficially, mm-hmm. I lived here long yeah. before that. Mm-hmm. I worked for the government. I'm sure. I was mm. the architect. Well, you might be such a wild, they go, oh, <clears throat> no one would think he'd work for the government. I was the architect of the war in Iraq. Yeah? I was the architect of the war in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. You organized the Downing Street Christmas party during lockdown? I did that. <laughs> but my biggest shame... Mm is when I exposed all of my friends <laughs> and their spending habits to the public. Why did you do it? Well, I felt that... You just have a thirst for trouble. They were making more money than me. Mm-hmm. I wasn't necessarily paid. I just was told, listen, you can be involved, but we can't pay you. Yeah. Um. So everyone else was getting paid to help govern, and I mm-hmm. wasn't getting any money, and I thought this isn't fair. <laughs> and they were claiming all these expenses, all the gardeners. Mm-hmm. You know what? I didn't have a gardener. I lived in a bed sit. Yeah, you know, no I, listen, you're, I'm, on a, I'm on a phone call with Bush. Yeah. I'm on a phone call with Blair. I'm talking to Gordon Brown. Bin Laden. I'm talking to Bin Laden <laughs> saying, don't do that again. Stay in the cave. Stay. Well, it was a house, actually. Yeah, by found. the end of it, yeah. Yeah, well, I was doing all of that from a bed sit mm-hmm. in Tottenham. Mm-hmm. I was jealous. Mm-hmm. So I outed these people and did it. You know what? I didn't get hired. They didn't actually pay me after that, so it was all for nothing. Okay. But for the sake of the whistle that I blew, could you tell the public what happened? Yeah, loads of people, loads of politicians. Turns out they were absolutely raking in uh, expenses. They'd like have travel expenses that were thousands and thousands of pounds. They'd go, oh, this is my house that I need to pay for, and it turns out it's eight miles away from their second house, and they're paying off the mortgage of this house with the public's money. Tony Blair's expenses were shredded by mistake (laughs) when they were the subject of a legal bid to have them published. He is such a piece of shit. I don't care, you know, where you sit politically, but that guy is, is a fucking 
His expenses Lizard. were shredded by mistake. By mistake. So what was happening is he'd, um, he was... He... My, my friend Tony, mm. again, everybody makes mistakes. And he, you know, if you're a guy who's not used to shredding documents, you go to shred some old documents, you accidentally shred very pertinent ones that are needed mm. by an inquiry right now. Well, what happened, I heard, is that he was making a Sunday roast and uh, banoffee pie for dessert. So he had bananas everywhere. And he basted the chicken before he put it in the oven. He had oil on his hands and he basted it. And then he went to walk. To, they're going, oh, we need your papers. And he's like, sure. So he picked up his expenses and he slipped on a banana that was from the banoffee pie. And because he had oil in his hands, his, his documents slipped and fell in his shredder. Well, what if that is what happened? Well, I and think it's it just is. a really hard story to tell people. <laughs> what if that is what actually happened? You're saying it mocked. What if that's really what happened? I'm not saying it mocking. I'm saying that's probably what happened. Uh, yeah, well. I love that he's still on the scene. It's like you did an illegal war. You did all this shit. And then you're there like, I think Boris is immoral. It's like, yeah, of course he is. But you can fuck off as well. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Ted Bundy prosecuting Ian Huntley. It's just like, nah, you both belong in the prison. Yeah. Fucking yeah. arseholes. Same with Alistair Campbell. He's got the number one podcast. I've said this before. I don't care. He's a mass murderer, and his podcast is more successful than ours by a long way. It's called Talking Politics or something like that with an idiot Rory Stewart. How many people do we have to kill to get this podcast to number one? Um, I would like to clarify for libel reasons. Uh, Alistair Campbell perhaps did... Um espouse the benefits of the iraq war but personally has not killed anyone himself well as, so, as speaking, we know red as, was speaking in in jest I, yeah okay he was uh he was these he sexed up documents that led to the iraq war he basically was the pr for the iraq war he since then he's taken I qatari money knowledge personally of whether or not these documents were sexed up they were called sexed up documents thank you jody they were very sexed up they said that Saddam had a 24-hour boner in them <laughs> and was always wearing thongs. <laughs> Alistair Campbell's weird fantasy. And that's why I went to war, because of how sexy Saddam was. I mean, they wanted to get near him. Yeah. But anyway, that's just, that's life, weirdly, as a TV program. Uh, in a world where we stop enjoying people because they do bad things, he's number one and should be. But still, he's there. Well done. Um, yeah, some lady, um, what's she called? Let me, let me have a look. Margaret Moran decided not to contest the next election and was also barred from standing for Labour. I'm going to not contest the next election because I'm barred from standing. I've decided not to contest. Was anyway. she an MP then? Yeah, she was a, a Labour MP. She, um, what were her expenses then? She uh, spent 22500 of that taxpayers' money treating dry rot at her and her partner's seaside house in Southampton, about 100 miles from her Luton South constituency, only days after switching her second home to, his, uh, to Southampton. Yes, yeah, so um, sorry, only days after switching her second home to his Southampton property, Moran's partner had worked in Southampton for 20 years when the claim was made. So yeah, her, and her, her and her partner are just sort of like, using the money to, like, deal with second homes and stuff like that. She then, um, she got a call from the Telegraph. When the tele when Telegraph called her and questioned her about um, her expenses, she said, how dare you, and hung up. And then, uh, then she said um, that she couldn't stand trial uh, and was declared unfit to stand trial because her mental health was bad. Her mental health was profoundly affected by the scandal. Which, how is that a fucking get out <clears throat> like i'm sure being on trial is stressful it's not meant to be good for your mental health i think what was her name again margaret moran my friend margaret she, think about Mar margie. what was her name again my friend margie <laughs> me and marge mm. okay yes i had dry rot in my mm -hmm. house again they weren't paying me so i did I fall in love with Marge or did I need access to this money? Yeah. It's hard to say, but I felt a, a, a passion for her. Yeah. What did she look like? I, I didn't look what, what she looks like is irrelevant. No, I, but just, I was just going to talk about how I'm, why I was Should attracted I, what, to her. Okay. Should I see what she looks like? Yeah. I didn't think we'd have to go into that. 
Well, you didn't do the right research. Well, I she... thought she looked like Michael Jackson for a moment there. Oh, That's the really? page you brought up. Maybe she's got an OnlyFans, Bobby. I really... The thing about... <laughs> oh, there she is. Yeah, she looks like she steals money. Let me look at Lord. <laughs> <laughs> she looks like she drinks Pinot Blush on the taxpayer's money. The thing about Marge is <laughs> she had beautiful blush cheeks <laughs> and piercing eyes. And when you looked into them, you didn't think about the the dry rot in your house anymore. No. <clears throat> you thought about the throbbing wetness. Oh, Jesus Christ. Emanating from you. I'm trying to do a serious fucking podcast. When you, and this is just... Marge, <laughs> Marge titillated me. Oh, Marge and me, it was a passionate affair. And um, mm. the thing is, I felt guilty. Mm-hmm. Did the... Our relationship fell apart after that. And why was there dry rot? What was the... Well, I I don't really know what the why of dry rot. Dry rot sometimes is just there. Things are dry and mm-hmm. it rots. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said that her mental health was failing because of this case. Mm-hmm. But in reality, Marge was upset about our breakup. Okay. And she missed me just hovering atop her. <laughs> And kissing her neck and whispering sweet nothings into her ear. That's what Marge... So Marge missed my body and my scent. And okay. she was in with... You ever you ever meet a heroin addict like a couple days after they just quit cold turkey? No, I haven't. That's what Marge's pussy was going through. Oh, Jesus Christ. Look at this one of her blowing her nose outside court. Yeah, you say that. Do you know how much coke we did the night before? <laughs> she was, bl- that's like blood into that Kleenex. Oh that was, we had, it was a, we had broken up, but we came back together and were just So she was 56 and you would have been, what, 25? Age has, age is not relevant when Fucking you're hell. just, do you know how fun it is to have sex with someone that you know can't get pregnant? <laughs> I mean, no one ever talks about that. Some people are like, ew, an older woman. It's like, you can just be free. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, so what ended up happening to Marge? I can't just, remember. She didn't have to stand trial because she was a mental health. So she never stood trial. But then surely anyone could Marge. do that. Why didn't Saddam Hussein say that? This well, is actually uh, really he was tried in Iraq. It was yeah. a different country. With yeah, they're not as progressive system. as we are with, no. with the mental health. Um, Poor Margie. Where's Margie now, I wonder? Can we check on her? <laughs> I'm I'm just more now. It's a trip down memory lane. I wonder, where is my Marge? She might have blocked you, Bobby. Well, she did block me on every platform and change her phone number. Um, <laughs> oh, she tried to, she attempted to m- remove expenses scandal from her Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> my Marge, always looking forward, doesn't like looking back, which is why she won't speak to me at all. Yeah, she exploited interns. She did a lot of stuff. What? Um, she married a long-term partner of 30 years in 2009. No, lives that, and works no that guy. That guy. We don't need Michael to talk Booker. about that guy. Her personal interests include, I feel like you now, Bobby. I can't say this word. Sleeds. What the fuck is that? What? Try and say that. It's in Gaelic. It's a traditional Scottish or Irish social gathering. In its most basic form, it simply means a social visit. Well, that's not interest. That's hanging out with people. Could you maybe, like, read a sentence before you read it? It usually involves dancing and playing Gaelic folk music, either at a house party or at a larger concert. It's called a... I don't know. We usually just listen to Led Zeppelin while we fucked. That wasn't like... Oh, Jesus. Can we stop this bloody sex Margaret Moran stuff? It's me... Red. Mm? Margie. I knew her well. You now know her. You can call her Margie. Uh, lots of people got caught up in this. Dave Cameron, uh, all sorts. Um, actually, I remember Anthony Steen, who was the MP for Totnes when I lived there. He like <laughs> built a moat in his house, <laughs> With the, and he said, "Of course, the public are angry. My house looks like Balmoral," <laughs> <laughs> and he got to step down, which I think is unfair. Because um, no, he was funny about well, it. Well, if you just admit that you're a piece of shit, you know what I mean. Sometimes you just go, "Yeah, sorry, I'm a, I'm a bit no, of a dog." No, but that's the Trump and Boris effect. Yeah, you know, I that's... suppose. No, that's that that people should just because people don't have shame doesn't mean they uh they shouldn't. Yeah, I just punished. prefer it. I prefer it. Um, uh, celebrity chef Keith Floyd dies of a heart attack. Many deaths this year. Do you know about Keith Floyd? 
Tell me everything about Keith. He Around the... that time, again, me and Marge. Bobby, were... can we just absolutely stop this? You me say... and Marge were. Oh, my just, God. It was just a passionate time. So I don't really remember much about this Keith fellow. Keith Floyd was a celebrity show. Okay, chef. I'll say this. One time, one time, she invited someone else into the room. She said he was a chef. He overdosed. It could have been Keith. I didn't get his name, but I left quickly as I didn't want to be implicated in the death of a chef. Okay. Keith Floyd was a chef who um, he was like the first, one of the first like celebrity TV chefs. Notorious Pisshead. He, that makes sense as to why he really wanted to film he, the whole encounter. He liked to film all of his cooking. And I would say what he did to Marge, I'd call it cooking. Because there was some heat being generated. What are you up to tonight, Jody? I might go watch some comedy. Are you, are you performing some comedy? Yeah, but you sold out, mate. All right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not doing anything tonight. Literally, Tell me no. about Keith. Keith Floyd was a celebrity chef. He bought a pub in Devon where I actually worked. It was one of my first jobs called The Molster's Arms in Tuckenhay, Devon. And he owned it for like 10 years. He owned it before I got there. But he bought the crocodiles from the set of Full Metal Jacket and put them in the river, which was quite cool. Live crocodiles? No. Fake ones. Oh. But he would get drunk every night, notorious drunk, and he would kick people out like, of his restaurant at like nine o'clock. When he, if he was in a bad mood, he'd go, everyone fuck off. And people would be like halfway through their starters. Was the food <clears> good <throat> enough that it, you would still I think back? everyone went for the experience of like just being on a knife edge. Okay. But he thought people were stealing booze from him. So he set up a camera in his wine cellar and uh, recorded for a week and then watched it. And every night about 3 a.m., he'd stumble into the cellar and grab three bottles of wine and then could disappear with them. But would be so blasted drunk, he wouldn't realize it was him stealing his own booze. It was it was like a Tyler Durden Mm. situation. Yeah, yeah, basically. It was like, who's stealing all my alcohol? And then he had another chef come in who slept with his wife. He's now quite famous. Let me see. I think that was, it might have been Marco Pierre White. Don't quote me on that. Can you do a quick Google, Jody? Um, yeah, just put uh, Keith Floyd. Where was Keith? <laughs> where, how was Keith? Was he found? Where was he found? What, dead? Mm. Oh, I don't want to tell you because you're going to end up saying something ridiculous about Marge. And um, it's not <laughs> true. You never slept with her. You've not heard of her until today. And we're trying to get on with the podcast. Red, the podcast, listen, mm. I just want to know how Keith died. Mm. We, um, we're going to find out now. It was probably from alcoholism. Well, where was his body found? I want to know where they took Died him. of a heart attack, 65. <clears throat> that makes sense. In Dorset. But I remember working at the pub and I got loads of calls from... Um, the uh, press and stuff saying. Were you there at the time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were at his pub when he died? Yeah, and loads of journalists rang up asking for quotes about Keith Floyd. And what did you give a quote? I said, I don't really know him, mate. I'm sorry. Um, Because he left like 10 years before I got there. But he was like a legend, you know? Mm. So it was a big day. A sad day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, whoever had sex with Margie that night it could have been him. It could have been someone else. I don't know what happened to him, but he did look really tired afterwards. He was clutching his chest. Any news, Jody? Uh No, I'm having trouble finding that. It's quite hard because I think he was married four times. Yeah. <clears throat> One of them was like a porn star. He cheated on him. 22nd of October, 2009, British National Party leader Nick Griffin made a controversial first appearance on the BBC One political debate program Question Time. Uh, I remember this because I was at university. There was marches against it. People were so like, don't put the fascist on the BBC. But what happened was, he, do you remember Nick Griffin? I do. He had a cooking show on YouTube. I was yeah, a big fan of that. It's like a racist cooking show. And then after becoming a fan of the cooking show, I found out, oh my God, this guy has political views mm. and they're also cool. <laughs> like, I didn't know. I remember the cooking show. There was one episode I watched. <laughs> he was like, um, he goes, we're going to make a proper British stew. You know, we all like Mexican food. We all like ta- uh, tacos and burritos. Just don't want 20 of them moving in next door. <laughs> How are you making cooking racist? <laughs> Quite impressive. Good old British stew. But he went on um, He went on Question Time and he just got absolutely slaughtered. Like that was the end of him as a force, you know? You know how like Farage can somehow, Farage has somehow stayed in the fucking 
I think he's done now. Yeah, but he's like smoking the in the walls. You know what I mean? He's just sort of uh, tarry stain. Whereas Nick Griffin was just like completely gotten rid of after this, which was kind of an argument for yeah, put these guys on and show them how, show us how stupid they are. You know, it doesn't always work. It doesn't always work. No. Um, but Nick Griffin was just so. Um, what did he say? I can't remember. There was a bit when he's like, "I'm not homophobic. I do think two men kissing in public is creepy." <laughs> it was just like he was. That is. He was proper like backward right wing fucking moron. I think he's. I don't know what he does now. Did you? Did you shag him, Bobby? Have you got a story about fucking Nick Griffin? You can talk about for like um, ten minutes. Okay. <laughs> I just would like to say that it's not really fair. If, to constantly mock my relationship with Margie and uh, just assume just because I had one relationship with one woman you happened to bring up before I did comedy in this country that you should now shit all over my other relationships. And I know I never had the pleasure of having sex with Nick Griffin. Okay. Well, he, um, <clears throat> what's he doing now? He's a Holocaust denier. Surprise, surprise. Um, <laughs> That's his job, is it? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, okay, wake up at, listen, at 8.30, do I think the Holocaust happened? I do. At 9 a.m., though, when I clock in, I deny, deny, deny. I clock out at 5, by 5.30, I remember the Holocaust actually did happen. I'm a 9 to 5 Holocaust denier. So he hates Islam, he hates the uh, Jewish people. He called uh, Stephen Lawrence, who was a teenager who got murdered here and took age was a horrible racist attack. Called him a drug dealer and a bully who stole younger people's dinner money. Where he got that info? Um, I yeah, uh, I hope this Nick Griffin guy. You know what? Mm. I don't wish him well. No, I don't either. It's weird that he sort of. I know Trump said to Ghislaine, "I wish her well." Yes. You know, you see, Ghislaine got she's going to minimum security. I mean, yeah, that's her reward for being a good, quiet girl. So, what does that mean? Is it she gets like a minimum security means? You are still in prison. You go to your cell at night or maybe room. You might not have a cell. You might have like a room that, nice. uh, with a door that locks at night. But you're not like, it's not our idea of prison. You know, yeah. there's, there's play. The, uh, you have kind of freedom within this complex. Okay. You can do some athletics. You can do some work. Uh, but I think that is her definitive reward for being a good, quiet girl and not ratting anybody out. Yeah, I can see that. You know, I would imagine that sex traffickers mm. possibly shouldn't go to minimum security prison right away. Mm. I wonder if Bill's sent her like an Xbox or something. You yeah, know? <laughs> I feel like she, she, she's definitely going to get something. And Trump. Mm. And Bill Gates. And who else? Lots of people. He said there's no such thing as a black Welshman. Um, okay. What is he doing now? I can't see what he's doing. Oh, he, um, <clears throat> global warming's a hoax. They always come. Okay. Hand in hand. Um, he calls the Holocaust the holo hoax. Well, I don't, the thing is, <laughs> making up new words is not really his thing, because that sounds, it's a terrible term, the holo hoax. <laughs> he told uh, undercover journalists that he'd updated Richard Varel's booklet. Did six million people really die? <laughs> That's a booklet <laughs> that you can get. Fuck it out. Um, also, what's crazy about that is no one's saying six million people died in the Holocaust. They're saying six million Jewish people died in the Holocaust. Also, on top of that, a lot of other people died in the Holocaust. He just hasn't even read the thing he's denying. Like, he doesn't even know what he's talking no, about. No, he doesn't. So this is what he's doing now. Uh, Griffin's family lives in Shropshire. Uh, he's married to Jackie Griffin, a former nurse who also acts as his assistant. The couple have four children, some of whom have been actively involved with the party. Great. He was declared bankrupt in 2014. In March 2017, Griffin expressed a desire to emigrate to Hungary within six months. In May 2017, Griffin was banned from Hungary as he was perceived to be a national security threat. So, <clears throat> he's fucked. He lives in Shropshire. His poor wife, his wife's probably an absolute hag. Um... That's that's sad that he had a dream and it didn't work out. <laughs> he just wanted to go to Hungary where everyone's pretty racist. Well, no, they said, no, you can't because you're too much of a risk. Yeah, but now Hungary is like, Hungary is like a very right-wing country. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, Hungary is uh, like, um, 
they're on Russia's side, kind of, and they uh, they've got like I can't remember that guy's name in charge, but he's like smart Trump. Mm. Um, yeah, and okay. a lot of Trump's playbook came from Hungary. Oh, really? I yeah. know, this is news to me. Well, if you read anything, yeah, <laughs> I'd have a clue. 2009, 27th of April, swine flu pandemic originating in Mexico spreads to the UK. Two cases. Well, no, but this is what I mean, is this is when pandemics didn't fucking matter. Do you remember how many we had? And it was like, oh, swine flu. And everyone, I think I got swine flu. It's like, no, you didn't. But well, I know mm. someone who got swine flu, actually, and they lost like 30 pounds. Mm. and It was very devastating to their health. Is it true? Yes. How much did they weigh originally? I don't know their exact weight originally. sounds like a crash diet I could do no, with. No, they were a young teen. Okay. And what are they doing now? Living a normal, healthy life. Good. Red, just because there were lots of pandemics before there was the big pandemic doesn't mean... But I just remember when pandemics were just like, they went, oh, bird flu or <clears throat> Ebola, and you're like, ooh, and then this one, you know. I mean, Ebola is scary. It's scary. It's terrifying. But the thing is with Ebola is that you know you've got it. Um, so you don't just get on a fucking <laughs> tube when you've got it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's why Corona was such a intelligent disease is that it can just survive and it doesn't even tell you you've got it. I'm still doing swabs when I go into some places that make you do swabs still. And you're like, come on, it's over. Yeah. How do you feel? About the, about about the co- big hoax. About COVID? Well, no, the Holocaust. No, I'm joking. <laughs> COVID. How do I feel about the COVID Holocaust? Mm. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm, I've stopped caring also. Yeah, good, good. I can't. We did the jams, boosted up. Jody, are you still anti-vax? Yes, very much so. Yeah? You're yeah. scared? You're scared of the vaccine? Yeah, I met a nice man outside uh, the White House who was, yeah, very much protesting and telling me, like, very much how they need to stop it and they gave what, me a nice vaccine? pamphlet. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, you should have brought it back. We could have read it out, read his workout. Uh, we got to shout him out. We can't just, you know, who was his name? <laughs> Gerald. Okay. And what, did you have a chat when you were in America about the vaccine? I don't think we had a chat. He more talked at me whilst I tried to leave quickly. Mm. I do have his pamphlet. Yeah, so I can well, bring Well, sometimes, that you know, uh, when, a, when a wizard is speaking to a child, the child must listen. <laughs> And in that scenario, he is the wizard. Well, it's funny because I don't care if people have the vaccine or not. I couldn't give less of a shit. You know, it's like that's your choice completely. I don't, it's nothing to do with me. I'm vaccinated. Now that we've found out pretty much that even if you've had COVID, you can get it over and over. Yeah, yeah. So, or even if you've been vaccinated, you can get over and over. Yeah, yeah. It really is actually a personal choice to get vaccinated. Yeah, and I think it should be. I don't give a shit. But I saw this, so there's a comedy lineup and someone tweeted it going, one of the comedians on this lineup is a racist, uh, is a rapist, and the other one is an anti-vaxxer. And you're like, how does that stand side by side, you fucking moron? Well, they both might be true. Yeah, I know, but what? (laughs) I I do like, I do like. How is that coming with that? I did also see that. I looked at the poster trying to figure out who was who. If I was on that poster, I'd be fucking fuming. Like, guess who? It's like, just say who it is, because, you know, it's like that infamous promoter in comedy. Uh, I won't mention his name, but one of his acts. Uh, he had a, he had this agency and he, he had this list of things when you sign for him and go, rule one, I'm not your friend. Rule two, uh, you can never slag off the other acts on my roster publicly. But it turns out one of his acts had been a very bad man back in the day, was a teacher and molested a student and started comedy. And he did a gig one night and he went... Uh, before the gig started, he got on stage and went, um, just so you know, uh, none of we, do, we at this company do not contone paedophilia of any sorts. And just because one of our acts, it doesn't express what we feel. And then brought on an act. <laughs> it, made, he, cause he didn't, it made it look like it was one of the acts on yeah. that night. Not, yeah. They didn't understand he had an agency outside of that show. Yeah. So then the whole audience is just sitting there trying to figure out which act. Yeah, yeah, yeah doesn't it? He had quite a fiery uh, couple of months in comedy. And I don't know what he does now, but I wish bird. him well. <laughs> I wish him well also. Well, I think that's good. That, that's us. We've smashed 2009. Uh, well, I wouldn't say smooth. It was fine. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, we're going to go over to our Patreon now with some very, very juicy stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening. I wish you well. We wish you well.
Thank you to our super genius Patreon, Spencer. Christopher. Matthew. We couldn't do it without you. Love you. Thank you for listening to an episode of The Year Is with me, comedian Bobby Mayer, and my sometimes friend, Red Richardson. This podcast has been produced by our brilliant producer, Jody Vandenberg. Thank you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.